When you live in the city, especially a place like Manhattan, it's constant stimulation of sounds, sights, color, texture, performance, become a part of your daily life. It's not just the sounds like I showed in episode 24, but it's the personalities on the subway, the fashion in the street, the many languages in an elevator, even the witty graffiti that gets you to laugh on your way somewhere. You can love the sensory and cultural overload. It also can occasionally exhaust you, but you can't argue that it all just feels very much alive. 80% of the time in the city, I'd say, is a constant stimulation, which makes those rarer moments of peace, calm, and quiet stand out. A hidden park among the skyscrapers, the Rose Reading Room in the Midtown Public Library, a neighborhood cafe. Those moments and places give you a chance to recharge and balance out that 80% of energy just a bit. Or you go on vacation, or you get a weekend place, say, upstate. Upstate, as you can imagine, is the total opposite of math. 80% of the time is peaceful, calm, bucolic, serene. Views of the Hudson, sheep on a farm, open winding roadways that seem to sink into the Catskills. But that doesn't mean you're emotionally retired. It doesn't mean you don't crave stimuli, culture, freshness, theater, action. And it's here. It's very much here in the Hudson Valley and probably in rural communities everywhere. You just have to work for it and make a point of experiencing it. Last month, Brian and I went to see at Bard College Summerscape the music dance theater performance of Illinois, based on the album by Sufjan Stevens and written with Justin Peck. It was phenomenal, world-class theater and dance. In Bard's Frank Gehry Design Theater, no less, this production of Illinois is headed to Chicago and New York with rave reviews. And like the production of Oklahoma a few years ago, yes, we saw it here in the Hudson Valley first. Yeah, we got culture. But there's another form of culture that is all around me and you, but I don't think I spend even that 20% to find it, to seek it out, or to try to make it myself. But once a year, there's a big regional event. I missed it last year. So big, I blocked out the weekend this summer to experience it. Upstate Art Weekend. Over 130 artists took the message to come visit, as I say every episode, pretty seriously. And they arrived all over the Hudson Valley. And you don't have to be a city yet to know that maybe I should. Well, go visit them. Zucker, and this is Cityit, learning to live and love life in the Hudson Valley. I missed it last year, so when I saw Upstate Art Weekend on the calendar, I said, I'm going to go do this. 
For me, art is one of those things I take for granted. And then when I go to a gallery or a museum or even a friend's opening, a spark inside me refires up. I'm curious about everything, the context, the materials, the subject matter, and especially since I'm so nosy, the artist and their backstory. So on Saturday, I made a point of looking at the Upstate Art Weekend map and looked for things nearby that I might pop over to. My first stop was at the Judith Graff Foundation, right near where I live. And this is where I saw Stories of the Post-Natural, curated by Artworks for Change. There I met Randy Jane Rosenberg, founder of Artworks for Change, and who was also one of the three artists. This collection was wall art, sculpture, and video. Stunning, jarring, and talks about the environment and the human impact on it. How our natural world is becoming less and less natural, including us. The work, especially the video, was moving and made me angry and stunned at the same time. But also the greens and yellows were quite beautiful, even among the found items the artist picked up on the very property we were on. I have a few photos on the City at Instagram feed. Next stop was into Tivoli Village at a shop and gallery I know called Available Items, which opened recently and was showing the work of Lauren Leon Boyle and a collection called Shelf Life, The Magic of Ordinary Objects. The regular consumer package goods that she finds at local stores and does these drawings and art on acetate, a bit post-Warhol. Products like Purina Tidy Cats, Gain, Pepto, Mentos. If you like brands like I do, you'll want to see this work. Then I headed to Germantown for Brian's Yard Sale at the Mother-in-Law Gallery on the road into Germantown. I love this stop. I've driven by this house so many times and didn't even realize this was a gallery. I met New York artist Lauren Cohn and heard about her quirky character Brian, a 50-year-old still seeking love, and his ceramic collections that she created for him during the pandemic. Also there, I experienced the indoor installation Darkening Skies and, and met Pamela Longobardi and Susan Nipperberg, who created this site-specific experience in Greece, connecting us to the hopeful yet tragic mountains of life vests of immigrants. I'll put links to the artists and the galleries who are part of it in the show notes and on the episode page. But in a second, here's a clip from my chat with Lauren about her character, Brian, and his yard sale. It's hilarious. I'm here with Lauren Cohen at Mother-in-Law's Gallery in Germantown. And, you know, it's Saturday, so it's appropriate, I think, to go to a yard sale. My husband, Brian, is not a big fan of them, so I thought (laughs) it'd be good to stop by this one. But I'm here with artist Lauren Cohen. So maybe I could ask you about what this what this is all about. Who is Brian? And- yeah, so basically I created this character Brian first in a lot of my drawings. I make graphic novels and every day I spend time in a cafe drawing. And so over time I started making this kind of male character over and over again. And while the pandemic hit, I started making these imaginary characters that I could date virtually. And there were a bunch of men and also some women. but. Brian came out of that and so he's basically a man who's over 50 who has been needing to find love like his whole life and he still hasn't found it so he's a little bit bitter a little sad he had a German Shepherd dog that ended up passing away and so in a lot of the ceramic pieces you see his face or his dog's face Um, and so yeah all of these objects what was the dog's name uh it it's just German Shepherd. Yeah, yeah. So we good. don't know. Yeah. <laughs> There's a 50-year-old who has, 50-plus, who has found 
love. I do admire the magazine collection. Yes. So that was another thing that these kinds of items, these are all in his interior space. So yeah. he loves cooking and entertaining like Martha Stewart, but he also loves gay porn and he is into <laughs> food and wine magazine. And, and Martha Stewart, I see. Well, and he likes hiking and camping and all of that. So and the rocks the rocks that basically it's a heart rock collection so there's a hundred of his heart rocks and every time he goes hiking and camping he searches on the ground for a rock in the shape of a heart and all of these also have people's faces in them so he really is just searching for love I will tell you, this is the neatest yard sale I've ever been to. <laughs> it's not your your common. Germantown's you know. really nice. Well, I tried to make you know. Brian has a collection of sporks. He likes the efficiency of a spoon oh, and a fork. Sporks. Yes, yeah. spoon and a fork together. Because why do you need one or the other? You can combine them. I thought that was smart. <laughs> Amazing. Well, I hope you, yeah. I'm glad, you're glad you've got such good weather for the yard sale. Oh, yesterday we were nervous, but today was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Nice to meet you, Lauren. Yeah, thank you. Give my best to Brian. I will. Give my best to your Brian. <laughs> Many of the artist's works are on display at their locations through the end of the month, so check the show notes or the episode page for links to the full Upstate Art Weekend site and some of the artists I mentioned here. One thing I'll say about experiencing art outside the city is that you often can have easier access to the artist and have a proper chat. I like being a writer too, since it gives me street cred when they ask, are you an artist? Saying I'm a writer makes me feel like a cousin, a compatriot, an ally in the cause. Then I slip in podcaster, which seems to help more than hurt. People get chattier, and I can barely keep up with my notebook, so I'm really glad to be able to record voice notes. Thanks for listening to City It. Send in ideas for episodes, and if you're a potential sponsor for the show this season, I'm all ears. I'm Matt Zucker, reinvigorated with this dose of art and culture. There's always more in the Hudson Valley. Come visit. Down in the valley, moved up from the city. It's a new way of living, and I'm trying to get used to it. One park, people's have an ounce of an idiot. Ordered a Manhattan, and they call me a city, yeah. I'm a city, I'm a city, I'm a city.